0: My name is Michael Eric
1: Dyson. What up, y'all? It's Seventh Streeter, and you know I'm rocking with Domitie.
0: Everybody, this is Bill from the infamous mob Yo, what's up? This is Mark and My Hill. We out here brainstorming with one of the biggest brains in this city, brother Doma Chief.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, it's way too early for my brain. Me too. Yes, this is your girl comedian Jess Niche, and you are brainstorming with T.
0: Yes, and uh, Jess Niche is back in Chicago right now because she normally travels on the weekends, but she's in Chicago blessing us this weekend for the Rent Do Comedy Show at the United Center. I mean, at the Hair Washington yes, Cultural Center.
1: Washington Center in Brunsville. That's
0: the Hood's United Center, so it's all the same thing. <laughs> Man, first of all, I appreciate you for uh, getting up this early on the Halloween and kicking it with me. I appreciate it, for real.
1: No problem.
0: You almost got me a ticket, by the way.
1: Really? So on the way here,
0: um, somebody, auntie, uh, pulled me over <laughs> on 43rd. In Michigan. She was like, first of all, slow down. Second of all, put your phone down. Oh. I was actually reading.
1: <laughs> My t- uh, reading what? An oh, article about you on the road. Oh, way. see? You, you supposed to read that last night. I know. I know. Mm. I know. You almost got you a ticket.
0: I was watching all your comedy shows last night. But I was like, well, let me read up.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. What mm. you going to say, though? Uh, where? Thursday? Just now.
0: You was about to say something.
1: Oh, I don't know. What were we talking about? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I'm still high. I had a weed brownie last night. So I I'm saw that on your Instagram. I am still high. So, I am sorry about this whole morning because it's just been a long night.
0: Is that your first time with Edible?
1: No, it isn't. But this was a new, um, a new dealer. So... Hers were pretty strong, and I didn't know it was going to be that strong. So <laughs> I feel like
0: edibles aren't recommended for anybody. It's
1: a great feeling. After too long eating everything, I ate like 50 Cornish hens last night. <laughs> 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 uh, they, grilled, they grilled chicken at a uh, Francis at my comedy night, and uh, I, I'm pretty sure I ate like three whole chickens between going back and forth for two hours. I was just eating chicken for two hours straight.
0: So I was over here, I was just on on Instagram. It says, you know, Hey when I get high people ask me why I look so stuck <laughs> I'm trying to remember how to breathe You've got my face. <laughs> yeah, man. Yes. What what do you think about how social media has been able to help comedians like get their foot in, especially with the Rent-Do comedy show you got two social media stars on the ticket. Yeah,
1: I think it's three. I think everybody is a social media star except really? for me. <laughs> yeah.
0: You, you are a star on social media, but social media didn't make you. That's the difference. No, right, right. Yeah. Social
1: media didn't make me. I uh ground ground roots did it. Uh but yeah, it's a, it's a different era. Um especially with comedy so you do have your Internet sensations. So, like Instagram, people would just be in my DM like, ah, nigga. I don't want to see your Halloween. I don't even know who this is. Don't send
0: me Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> do you get people slide? We talked about social media and how it is like you know, social media fame versus uh comedians <laughs> who made their name on the road. But you, you are popular on social media, man. You're the tens of thousands of followers. Yeah, do
1: I'm you, getting up there.
0: <laughs> do you get Do you get people sliding in your DMs like that? I
1: do, and it's just a lot. I get a lot of. Strength like a lot of me. No, I get women too. Like, I just really, and they're truly people who enjoy my comedy, you know. But I think people. You know they expect you to be a certain. Now I'm nice. I mm-hmm. am nice. I'm yeah, very yeah. personable. But I can tell. But we're not gonna have no DM conversation. You are not finna gonna just be pop. They be popping in, asking questions. I'm not. We're not gonna do this. Right, right, right. You know, so do, they,
0: do you ever get? Do they ever get upset when they know you've seen it but you haven't responded? <laughs> <in life?
1: laughs> no, you know they usually don't. Um, nobody's ever like, bitch. I'll, you know, you seen it. Cause sometimes I'll just put a heart to let them know that I got it. Right, you know, right, and right. that's it. Like we're not about to have this conversation. Where you, I'm not answering no questions but i did see a thing and if it's like a nice comment about a show like oh i really enjoyed your show you're very funny and i will say thank you with a heart right. that's it then they go going to how long you been doing comedy and what's your friend no nigga, right right ain't no interview right right
0: so right.
1: Uh, but yeah but i do let them know that i see it. but i'm gonna deactivate dms in a minute
0: you can deactivate them. you can make it so people can't send me if they're not following you or yeah. not following back. what is dating like at your level. Like it's gotta be hard for you 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 smiling. You dating somebody.
1: <laughs> no, I be trying. I like? can't though.
0: Why not? I don't I don't no,
1: people crazy. I'm crazy. Everybody crazy. And I'll be going a lot. It's just a different lifestyle. I would have to date somebody that gets it. Somebody who's probably in the industry. So if you um you know, in the music or DJing or promoting, you have to be like a nightlife person. Like nine to five, we just
0: What's the hardest thing? Is it trust? Is it what, what is it that trust, makes it
1: trust, um I think people uh, like people who have to get up and go to work early and do like an eight hour job. They are like jealous a little bit. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, oh, you out having fun every night, but I'm working. You yeah, can't get mad because my job is fun and you know? legitimately working. And then, yeah, I'm too. you yeah. know, and I'm out, so they just think, oh, you just out, you just out party. And it's like that's part of it. So
0: now, what was it like touring with Dick Gregory?
1: Oh my god, it was amazing. Dick Gregory is uh, one of a kind. Uh, just a wise old man. I usually just. Sit and listen to him. We, you just have to listen to him because, like, say so he'll cuss you out if you ask anything stupid, and <laughs> <laughs> so you just have to let him kind of talk and, uh, you know, watch him on stage. You always learn something. How did that come about? Uh, Zo, so, um, the, my manager, she actually booked him a while ago, a few years back. Uh, she booked him at Lad Factory Chicago, put a show together, uh-huh. and it was supposed to be like a one-time thing. But he was like, "Yo, I like the way you operate." <laughs> And he was like, book me for some more stuff and keep booking me. So she ended up being his um, booking booking manager, so to speak. And she would just put us together on
0: the road. And the same thing happened with Kevin Hart. How did you connect with Kevin Hart?
1: Um, I was selected to do his Heart of the City comedy series, which was like a... He went to about seven different cities and picked a few comics per city. Um, and then they called me back to do a 30-minute special that's for kind of Comedy So, for yeah. But, yeah, I met them because I guess uh, I was referred. So they just kind of was like, we just got an email like, well, you've been selected to do Heart of the City. You want to do it or not? So, like, you're going to be like, no, nah, I'm straight. Right, right. But, and uh, and that's how I connected with Kevin Hart. How so. did it you change your career? Um, A lot more exposure. Yeah. yeah so I got, like, fans from across the country now, you know, versus local uh, United States. So I get a lot of love on Twitter. You know, I get some DMs. You know, people from London, UK. So it's just wow, dope wow, just having wow. people you know see
0: it. But comedy is interesting. It's one of those things where I mean, a cosign definitely helps, but your talent shines through. So yeah, it, you, you you can you can rest assured knowing that it was really your talent that got people reaching out to you. Yeah, because, I mean. You know, somebody can give you a co-sign, but if you're not funny, you're just not funny. Wouldn't. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it, would, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't add up. Now, I'm going to name a few comedians. Um, either tell me a story about when you met them or what they mean to you in your career. Okay. All right. Uh, let's start mm-hmm. first with, let's do Adele Gibbons.
1: Adele Gibbons. Oh, man. The first time I met Adele uh, was at a radio show. I used to co-host the radio show with Damon Williams. Uh Word. Right here at a... 43rd and King Drive. What's the UB? UBM. UBM, right. There you go. So the first time I met her, met her, we were, she she was a guest on the show. And then uh, I actually just spoke to Adele two days ago because I'm trying to Get her for New Year's Eve. So fingers crossed nice. that that works out because we'll be right at the cultural center again if it does. But uh, yeah, so dope. I saw mm-hmm. her on Deaf Comedy Jam, of course, uh, and I always thought she was real funny. So
0: from the West Side, I think she's from Chicago. Mm-hmm. I don't know she's if she's from, from
1: Chicago. She's I don't from, know
0: which side. Though. So how did you guys find, um, meet? How did that first meeting finally happen?
1: Um, she came to the uh, UBM. She came mm-hmm. to the radio station. So that's the first time I met her. And um, we've been in contact. I think we tried to do a couple shows together, but we couldn't get our schedules together. But so hopefully we get to work because we've never worked together yet. We just met, and then we've been like phone tagging.
0: I had the pleasure of meeting her one time. Interviewed a hilarious. Oh yeah, uh, she's dope. She remind you of somebody you know, like somebody family. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's a Chicago connection, Monique.
1: Monique never met Monique. Uh, Monique is dope. I really like the Parkers. Uh, <laughs> um, Never met her on the stand-up side Um, uh, never seen her live I've only seen her on TV Queens of Comedy and stuff I respect her hustle respect that ground She's been wilding out a little bit of her but,
0: Yeah, she'll look crazy
1: Yeah, I hear that yeah. And it's like, you know I haven't met her So I just have to You know, go off what people say Which I really don't do that either Because people will tell you Whatever they want to, you That's know, want fact. you to hear so, But she's cool She's cool But I don't know
0: That's a fact Let me see Bernie Mac
1: Bernie Mac, oh, love Bernie Mac. Grew up watching him. Uh, I, I didn't get a chance to meet him personally, um, but very funny, very talented, um, one of the legends. So we just have to appreciate him, you know, appreciate right. his legacy in the game, and he's you know one of the best to ever do it. Now I who's, think.
0: Who's your favorite comic?
1: Um, it's such a hard question. I don't have a favorite comic. It's mm-hmm. so I know so many comedians like. And it's comedians. I could name, like, 30 comedians. You'd probably be like, who are you talking about? But that's because, you know, we out here. But some of my top, um, I love Damon Williams. I love Ellen. I Mm. like Sinbad. Um... I just stopped there. You don't
0: hear Ellen come up in conversation too yeah,
1: much. Yeah, Ellen is so funny. Yeah? Like, just naturally. I got, like, naturally funny people. Naturally, like, yeah. If you can make me laugh in conversation now, I think we're good. Word. Patrice
0: O'Neal, you a fan at all?
1: I am. Mm-hmm. I am. I didn't get a chance to meet him either.
0: Okay. So, uh, when, when did you know that this was the career that that was for you?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Probably... I never planned on being a comedian. This is not my, you know, I didn't grow up like, oh, I wanna do that. Wow. Um, but probably, I don't know, I was on stage one night and probably was like, oh, this is dope. Like, people actually laugh. Like, I've never, like, immediately, like, I always had like a good response from people. So it was like, oh, this is easy. It was easy for me, you know. Easy. So I was like, oh, I could do this. And then once you start getting paid for it, it's like, oh, no, I can really do this. Cause now I can get a couple dollars for All doing. Right. Something that comes naturally. So,
0: is it true that you saw somebody bomb and said, "I can do better than that"? Like, I
1: yeah, do that. yeah. People was bombing all over the place, and I'm like, "Well, you know, that's that's crazy." And they kept going up there. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's something I could do." Because they just didn't have it. And my friends was like, "Oh no, you could do that." So,
0: what's your process for putting a routine together?
1: Um, well. I usually just jot something down on my phone, like if something funny happens or I think of something funny, I just t- put a note in my phone mm-hmm. and um, try to, I have to work my stuff out on stage. Like my mm-hmm. punchlines and setups, I have to work them out. I'm not a sit down, notebook writer. You know, I work them out on stage and I keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it until I and get to type uh, hmm So yeah, that's just kind of how my brain works. If,
0: if you could, you know, picture yourself 10 years from now, like the perfect situation for you, what would that look like?
1: Oh, man, I would be, was. I want to host a TV show, um, but something, like, dope and different, you know, like, none of that view, the talk, like, nah, that's been there, done that. So mm-hmm. I just want to be, like, a, a dope-ass TV show host, but, like, a different, a different, I don't know, I want something new and fresh, and it to be, like, all about, you know, just me and funny stuff and funny people and just just some dope shit, but I like hosting. Like mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Now, um, you said that uh, you live in Calumet City. What's the biggest differences from doing shows? Are there any differences from doing shows in the south suburbs of Chicago versus doing them in the city? Mm. Or is it all the same people? It's all the same.
1: No, it really, um, the biggest difference is north side, south side. I wouldn't say so much as south suburb city, but uh, south side crowds versus north side crowds. Because when you go north, you usually get a, White crowds and they're a lot easier to make laugh. You come south, you know, black folks, if you ain't finding <laughs> they want the they want the most for their five dollars. You right. thought they pay eighty five dollars for right. these tickets. If you laugh once, you got your money worth. So, uh but black people we just we just us, man. Black people don't give a damn. So you just have to like really be on your P's and Q's when you're on the South Side because they will make you feel like you ain't shit. But you go up North, they going to laugh because they had a comedy show. So it's like, oh, this is what we do, we laugh.
0: Right. South Side,
1: it's like, nah, you better.
0: That's a fact. Actually, part of the fun of going to a comedy show is going to see the comedian and not laughing. Like going to the mm-hmm. comedian, like that, that's just some ignorant Chicago yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like but, um, you know, I think about, even now, especially when I look at more white comedians, they're being um real a lot more careful about what they say. Actually all comedians, especially on social media, being more mm-hmm. careful about what they say because of how politically charged things are right now. Yeah. Do you think comments have a responsibility to do that or do you think that it hurts the art? You know, hurts the art of the funny. Um, yeah,
1: I, I think I think it hurts the art a little bit. Don't censor us, you know? Right. Don't censor me. You know, if you're insensitive or I mean if you sensitive or you offended, easily offended, then that's on you. You know, mm-hmm. it's not my fault. You can't take a joke. Because, for one, it's a joke. You know, if it's a comedian saying it. But nine times out of ten, it's a joke. But we can be serious. If we're making a point, of course we can say something. But if you're going to be offended, and you know, that's all, that's you. But you can't be like, don't say this. Because, no, nah, fuck it. Can we cuss on saying. Yeah, yeah. You, oh,
0: okay. you, you did it like 30 times already.
1: <laughs> I <didn't> say <laughs> the F-bomb, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. What, um... I mean, was there something that, that popped off, like, where, where you saw people get up in arms about it where you felt like that wasn't even that serious, that mm. wasn't necessary?
1: Oh, man. I'm sure if I sat and thought about it, I could think of a few things. But, um, yeah, something Tiffany Haddish said recently about Bill Cosby, I think. And it was a joke. She was like, he could put a pill in my drink. It was something like that. She was okay. like, I don't care, you know. And then people got all, you know, butthurt about it. But I'm like... It's a joke. It's Like, a joke. why y'all so... We got it, yeah.
0: And I don't know. I don't like that comedy, like, um, and I guess hip-hop and all of these things, I don't like that we put so much pressure on the people's job it is to be funny, to be, like, activists or something mm-hmm. like that. Right. Now It's like, you you know, let, let activists do what they do. Let's mm-hmm. look to athletes to be athletes. Mm-hmm. You know, if this dude doesn't want to kneel... His, he's just good with the ball. Let's look at him as a model for fitness, mm. not as a model for how to be right. a human being. You know what I'm saying? Right. I see that happen a lot. Like except for Steve Harvey. Like F. <laughs> Steve Harvey. He was like, Yeah, I don't know if you saw this recently, but um article just came out. He uh his ratings has dropped ever since that he showed up with Donald Trump. Yeah. So yeah. you know, he's moved his, his, his centers from Chicago to LA, a whole lot of fallout for that. Um mm. I mean, what's your take on somebody like Steve Harvey, one of the original kings mm-hmm. of comedy who been wildly successful in a, in a vast array of, of TV shows, etc. <laughs> He's been doing his thing. Got up there with Donald Trump, and people kind of threw him away. He man.
1: chasing that bag. He don't care. He do not care. Um, and that's you know, I said that's the choice he made. Just like Chrisette Michelle and old girl from Mary Mary, and they all like
0: and they all struggling. They yet. all
1: struggling behind it. But <laughs> that's unfortunate because, like I said, you know. We can't be mad at them for doing what they do, but I guess we can't be like, mm, we don't really mess with you no more because we see how you get out. but um I mean, do what it is, Steve. I don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why he did that Trump stuff, but like I said, that's his choice, his opinion, and uh, I mean, I, I respect you grown, you know, if I wanted to go holler at Trump. I don't know what Trump gave that man, you know. Right, right. It sound good, you know. I started looking at him, fuck Trump. But if Trump's like, nah, I got you. Come over here, nigga. Okay. You right. Know, so, <laughs> but then, like I said, I guess in the long run, you pay for it, but.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chrisette Michelle just got dropped from a record label before. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, girl, tour got canceled. What's her name? Tina? Tina America? tour got canceled because
0: she <laughs> couldn't sell no tickets. And I'm like, I mean, if. She probably needed that Trump check if no more. I, that's what from. I was
1: thinking. Like, because Michelle hadn't made an album. Like when she got invited to the inauguration, she hadn't dropped the album in years. Right. So it's like. Right. Y'all can't get of the lady who' going to perform at that inauguration. <laughs> but they did. Now she dropped. I oh, mean, I think she was talking about like committing suicide. It got deep. Really? Yeah, it got real I didn't real know real about real. This that. This is like last couple of weeks.
0: Well, forgive me for laughing at it. I didn't Yeah, know she it's was getting to...
1: real. She probably needs to go back to Trump. <laughs> 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 see, we got, got a couple more dollars because she's talking about committing suicide.
0: <laughs> We're talking to Jess Niche, man, the rent, oh, uh, rent due comedy show. Hair Washington Cultural Center November 2nd, Thursday. Yes. Who's in the lineup?
1: Oh, man. We got Toya Turnup, a.k.a. Jazzy. We got Quay, a.k.a. TT. They all got, like, two names. Oh, my God. Then we got comedian Darren Fleet will be in a building. Lala hands just got added to the bill, and it'll be hosted by my girl, Zaina P. So.
0: Zaina P. That's the homie. That's one of my former—I don't want to call her a student because it, mm-hmm. it feels like— um, feels like a subordinate. I look at her as a peer, mm. but she I was a program uh, director at Windy City Underground and she was one of the personalities at the time, but she's doing her thing.
1: Yeah. I think
0: my boy Ricky Rampage just got added to the show from Power 92. Oh
1: man, so it's, it's going to be loaded. It's going to be, be loaded. You coming?
0: Yeah, I'll be there. Okay, you asked me on a recording, so I guess I got to. Yeah, that's how
1: you get people. You coming, right? Yeah,
0: Yeah. no, I'll definitely be there. Um, I'm a fan of you. I've been watching you for several years, and it was funny when I saw Niche in the lobby when we met up. I didn't even recognize her because you have such a large personality and such a presence on stage. (laughs) I thought you were like five ten, like in my mind, you were tall or something. Like you know, so I was Mm. was like, I think that's her, but I'm not sure. But y'all, she bite size, she fine as hell. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Coming. in person. Pop uh, out. <laughs> it's this Thursday. Listen, I was thinking about, um, you know, when, when we talk about comedy and we talk about, like, what success looks like, crossing over is often seen as, like, that. that's, like, the pinnacle of success. And I think that a lot of comedians, even when we're talking about Chrisette, Michelle, Mary Mary, or Tina for Mary Mary, at least, um, I think we take, like, black audiences for granted. Like, if you're black and you made it, you're mm-hmm. always gonna have this audience. Mm-hmm. Um Do you think it's uh, possible to get to the level of success of other, say, Kevin Hart and other Steve Harvey, uh, mm-hmm. without without folding, without kind of being more, like, cosmopolitan, without crossing over. Or is mm-hmm. that what you need to do or know if you want to sell out those stadiums?
1: I mean, at that level, yeah, you would have to be uh, for everybody, you know, black, white, Chinese, um, you know, because, like, we're talking about theater. You're selling out stadiums, you know. So, right. yeah, I'm sure we could sell out a stadium full of black people, but – if you got everybody, it's gonna be just a lot easier to sell it. But um you do have a couple of comedians who do them very well, but they haven't crossed over yet. And yeah, they'll never be selling out stadiums <laughs> like that. But I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to see who's like really black and got a really black following. That's true. But you know, white people love him too. And he be cussing them out. Oh yeah. 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 yeah white yeah. people white people show up and show out for Dick Gregory. Yeah, and which is hell too.
0: Most of the people who are, are like social com- like social commentary type mm-hmm. comedians have strong white followings. Chris
1: Rock. Yeah. He has a, a nice uh, white following Hannibal Burris, really white following. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um but yeah, and I think success is that's You know, that's subjective. Like, if you pay your bills off something you love, that's success. You know, I don't know. Like, people measure it. They have their own ways of measuring it. But if I'm paying my – I got a house, a, a car, paying my son's tuition, and I'm doing what I love, that's success to me. You know, I don't have to be a household name to be successful. You know, it just depends on how you look at it. And I'm just happy to be doing what I love if I can, you know, my success is in my happiness because I ain't never been this happy. You know, and that's broke. So I will be broke sometimes. Can't be overdrawn. I I still be like, I am good. Wake up happy. Because Got a show that night. Them. Yeah, I love what I do. And I know, like, things will get better. Like, yeah, your bad weeks. Yeah, your good weeks. But I'm living my dream. So I'm good.
0: So what what, what advice do you have, then, for for people who are trying to live their dreams, trying to figure it out? Man. You might have to split between a daytime job and that Oh, dream. you're going to have
1: to. Um. You don't have to. I mean, if, if we're talking passion, and I know a lot of people they get scared to follow that dream because like that money ain't gonna be there all the time. You're gonna have to invest in yourself. You're gonna have to lose money. You're gonna, you might it might not come in quick enough, as quick as you want it. But uh, you just have to stick with it. So you got do do what you have to do <laughs> until you can do what you want to do. So yeah, you're gonna have to work two jobs and uh, you know do your passion at night or whenever you can squeeze it in. But just keep doing it. Don't. Don't stop because yeah. it's like, oh, I'm tired. or No, this for you. So you might have to put the extra couple of hours in for yourself because if you don't do that, you'll never get it. I was just fortunate enough to be able to quit my job and move back home with my mama. But everybody can't do that. People right. got families. I ain't telling nobody to quit your job. You got four kids and a wife, you know, because right. it ain't gonna, the money ain't going to come like that, uh-huh. you know, unless you, like, boom, overnight success. But a lot of times you're going to have to really – Get out here and work for it. So, yeah, you can't just – everybody can't quit. I quit. I was like, I'm out of here. Move right back home with my mama. Did not care. And I've been good. I still stay with my should sure. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm still there, right? So, um, but, yeah, just keep at it. Like, don't don't put your dreams to the side, you know, for the sake of, you know, your job or somebody else's dream. Don't work for somebody else all your life. Do what you want to do.
0: When would you know it was time to quit?
1: Oh, when I wasn't doing nothing at work no more? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what where, where, where was you working at? <laughs> I, was, I was a social worker I was working right here on 75th Street Right off of Indiana I was working, uh, We worked for DCFS Like a non-profit through DCFS And I wasn't doing no work I was promoting comedy shows every day, all day My <laughs> files were jacked up <laughs> We was trying to get audited I was like, I'm out of here That's going to fire me anyway I was like, I'll make this easier for yeah, I got to go I put a two-week notice in and got the hell up out of there, and it's been good.
0: How you doing? Man, DJ Pat just walked in. What up, DJ Pat? This is my homie, my partner. Wants to give him a chance to me. He still
1: got cola's as there did. Thing, man. Everybody tired.
0: Everybody <laughs> tired. Well, listen, I'm going to let you get on with the day. It's Halloween. She has, uh, you got to take the little one uh, trick-or-treating and all that today. Yes. Um, the Rent Do Comedy Show. Give him the information one more time. Rent
1: Do Comedy Show. This Thursday, um, November 2nd, Hair Wash, the Cultural Center, 47th and King Drive. Showtime is 7.30 we got Erie Jerk, Jerk in the building. They'll be um, catering, Rum Punch in the building. The after party will be at uh, Joe's on Weed Street. So make sure y'all follow through that. Everybody from the show will be there hanging out. So it's going to be a good night. Get your tickets. Uh, VIP tickets are almost sold out. Early Bro tickets are sold out. How so. much are those VIP tickets? 40. I want to say a VIP is 40 or 45.
0: Okay, that's what I need. I need them. Okay. I need them VIP joints. Y'all can follow her at Jess Niche. That's J U S T N E S H. Right? Just Jess mm-hmm. on Instagram and all that. Any website or anything we just be in tune with?
1: Nah, my website down. Don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> been down. <laughs> build Dunn. <on> <laughs> it's
0: been down. Man, man, this is uh, Jess Thank you for taking time, especially this early on this man,
1: morning. Man, I was like, oh, man. I had a long night. I was like, let me get up. So I got up super early so that I would not be late. I appreciate um, it. But yeah, it's good. I'm finna go home and go right to sleep. Wait a minute, afterwards.
0: before we close out, what what, what what were you doing last night? Why was, why was last night so <laughs> busting? Like, Man,
1: was... Mondays we too bust. I host a Monday night comedy show every week at Francis. Uh, Manic Music Monday. So we do comedy night every Monday. And uh, every Monday we just go way too hard. It's, uh, edibles <laughs> always in the building. Everybody always buying drinks. So it's just a Monday is my Saturday. So I be done. And uh, yeah, I'd never be early up early on Tuesday because of Monday night. So yeah, uh, look dang. at you, got I me out the
0: bed. Yeah, I appreciate it. So um, we also should be pumping that because chances are out by the time. Um, a lot of you hear this, the November second show will have passed. But if you're in Chicago at Francis on 75th, 75th and what? Indiana, Seventy
1: fifth street, yeah, right off of uh, Prairie. Yeah. Okay. Like, right so off,
0: every Monday night, um, Jess Nish You catch her at Tanisha Rice, better known as Jess Niche, right here from the crib, mm-hmm. uh making moves to Kevin Hart. So we appreciate you taking time and still uh still rocking with us, little folks, man. Thank you for brainstorming. <laughs> <He's so silly. laughs> brainstorming with Domit C a podcast sharing ideas on hip hop, news, and politics. politics with celebrities, thought leaders, and other brainstormers.